Hello and welcome to another segment of You Talk with David Annika Lawrence. Last week we talked about the landscape of youth development in Papua New Guinea with Mrs. Dokas Milan and Miss Nancy Lambi. Today we will be talking about youth empowerment and our guest panelist is Miss Naomi Woyengu and Naomi is the Asia Pacific Regional Coordinator from the World YWCA um, for Rise Up. Hello, Naomi, and thank you for joining me on my podcast. Hi, David, and thanks for having me on your podcast. So coming back to um, the topic that is set for today, we will be talking about shifting the perspective on young people. We will also talk about activating the voices of young people, and we will close by the systems in place that are existing um, for youth empowerment in Papua New Guinea. So first of all, we'll talk about how do we shift the perspective on young people about discovering themselves um, on their potentials and talents and how do they utilize that to be creative and innovative. So this is just um, an open, impromptu conversation with Naomi. What are your views? Thanks, David. Um, so to begin with looking at how to shift um, perspective on young people, I think, um, so there's a story that my uncle once told me about the way um, he goes about dealing with cases that come to him when he was um, looking into cases because he was a magistrate. And he's someone that believes that there is good in people. And so regardless of whatever position people have and they stand before him in court, the sentences that he gives to everyone is not really to demean someone, but it's actually to teach them a lesson and to make them become responsible citizens from whichever communities they come from or they live in. And that's something that he's taught me to see, that there is good in everyone. And so when we're talking about shifting the perspective on young people, nowadays we seem to have like a fine line of black and white, but we don't see the colors in between, that there is good in every young person. There is creativity, untapped potential in young people. And oftentimes we say that young people are problem makers. That may be true to an extent, but I believe young people can also be the ones that can find the solutions to the problems which they create themselves sometimes and also to the other problems that are arising around them as well. And so that's the way I see how perspective on young people should change, to see them more as doers and solution makers or contributors to solutions in our country. Yes, um, thank you, Naomi, because just two days ago, I put up a post on social media on Facebook specifically, and I, the thought-provoking statement that I put up on Facebook was basically about preparing the future of um, the world of work in comparing Papua New Guinea and other countries. And so many people um, had to jump up and down because I used um, the first world countries, which is the US, um, Japan, and um, Australia about how young people are very active um, in driving the change in their country. 
and I also later realized that there was a wrong comparison and so I also added what young people are doing in Uganda, in Sri Lanka um, about the change that is happening um, with the innovative and creativity um, you know, uh, potential that they have. So young people have not become inventors and creators um, to solve the problems that we have today. And it was, the thought-provoking statement was kind of like a wake-up call for young people in Papua New Guinea to not just sit around and expect um, resources and um, a laboratory where it's provided where they think that that's where creativity and innovative thinking only um, transpires. But actually anything that lies around you can inspire you to create something new. So these are the discussions that we are talking about. If you have a talent in video making, instead of coming up with crappy videos online just to fish a few likes, you can actually use it to educate people like how is Sego made or how our ancestors um, survived in the jungle or methods of fishing or how methods of agriculture to, um, that is cost saving and that contributes to um, divesting um, the diversity from um, burning um, coal and you know you name it whatever the innovative idea is what the call is for that was made two days ago from the podcast page was just to activate that thought in young people so that they become not to just sit back and rely because time is of need for us to act now. So that's basically what we are talking about. Young people today are pushing agendas, but in Papua New Guinea we have to start motivating our young people and give that push so that they start becoming more innovative and creative. And um, that moves on to another um, perspective is that how do we create or provide enabling environment for young enabling environments excuse me for young people um, to expand their potential um, and their creativity um, and how to contribute positively in societies what are your thoughts Naomi thank you David um, firstly let me um, just say I did read your social media post and yes there was a lot of heated discussion around that um so going back to your question around um young people discovering their own potentials and talents and the enabling environment that allows them to really flourish Mm -hmm. with those potentials or their talents um in terms of creativity and innovative ideas it's, it, it does not really lie in a structure mm-hmm. or a building. It's, I, I really believe it's from within. Mm-hmm. It's from within that one finds or one, um, what will I say, one has an idea mm-hmm. to go about doing something or creating something. And I think in this um, day and age, th- th- that is something that we all should be encouraging young people to do. And that is to really, that is to be really creative and to identify things that they are most passionate about and use that creativity to drive those passion that they have. And in terms of, like, when we talk about talents and we talk about potentials, every young person has that. 
every single individual has a talent mm -hmm. and everyone has a potential and at the moment what we're doing with our young people and this is from my own personal experience is that we're putting young people in a box mm -hmm. and we're teaching them everything by the book mm. step one do this step two do that step three and so forth mm. and I believe it's time we start putting young people at the edge mm -hmm. taking them out from their comfort zones and giving them challenges that can really stimulate mm. their creativity and to really unleash or untap those potentials that are untapped, sorry, unleash those untapped potentials mm -hmm. so that they can really realize what their capabilities are and to use those talents that they have and the potentials to advocate for the, for the issues and the things that are affecting them and to create solutions. It's about time we start teaching our young people to be resourceful mm -hmm. and find answers within and also around them. And by saying we're putting them in a box, we're also making our young people not become resilient. Mm -hmm. And every time they fall short, they always have to run back. Mm -hmm. We have to teach them. When they fall, they stand up and keep running forward mm -hmm. and not run back. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would have to say in terms of... Um, creativity and talents and potentials of young people in terms of enabling environment like I said about putting them in a box mm -hmm. we should be creating avenues that actually allows for them to stretch the wings that they have learn to flap it and see how fast it can flap how far the wings can stretch mm -hmm. and let them fly with whatever they have that is within them in terms of their talents and their potentials. We should be providing that avenue and then with necessary skills and tools that can really enhance what they already have or to give something new that they can use to go forward with that. So that's what I think about that. Thank you, Naomi. And I also share the same sentiments. You know, when you talked about um, young people been put in a box because they and that's how they don't think further and i think that's how we get to entertain um this mentality of young people becoming too dependent mm -hmm. so once young people's um we provide this sort of avenues where they positively expand their potentials it kind of gives them that liberty to be independent and also taking them out from this mindset of um, from free handouts, I would say. And whilst we are on this discuss, uh, discussing about this, I'd also like to um, quickly get into the conversation of activating the voices of young people. Um, and I really admire what you do with the World YWCA. Um, before um, taking this role with the World YWCA, I know that you were one who um, reactivated, I would say, or modified the Rise Up, um, pro Rise Up project, is it? And um, not only that, but how it empowers young women in the rural areas in Papua New Guinea in different provinces. 
And apart from that, you have also contributed to what's happening in Medan called the TIP. That's the the initiative project. So I'd, I'd really like to um, pick on your brains on identify how do young people, you, you know, giving tips to young people on how do they identify organizations. So what are the entry points out there where young people get to select their groups and peers where they... Um, expand their potential or their knowledge and probably use um, two examples from the RISA program or one or two examples from the RISA program and the tip that is the initiative project in Medang. Thank you so much for that, David. So, um, yes, I was um, with, I am still with the YWCA, but um now with the world YWC, but yeah, formerly with um, YWC of Papua New Guinea, working in rural areas with young women, um, in terms of raising or activating the voice of young women, in particular with the program on Rise Up, it was something that, um, it was through the program that young women actually learned learned how to find their voices amongst their peers in the groups because they identified with one another and then seeing that the program itself was delivered by a young woman there was a there was a assurance of a safe space and a bond that was created and so it was an enabling environment, I would say, in the program itself that allowed for them to really find their voices and realize their potentials. And so that's how they began to become agents of change in their communities afterwards when the program had um, ended off from their respective communities that we were in. And so that was what happened with the programs that we did. And like in... Um, in Bougainville, I would say during my time working there, it was an amazing experience to actually see how the young women came together, mobilized together, and also like creating the kind of change they wanted to see. And a young woman in particular, um, how she turned out to actually run for the elections of the Council of Elders in her community, she that was amazing in itself and that was really a um, indication of how young women could really mobilize and to create or transform structures power power structures within their own um, communities and to see that the kind of change that they wanted would take place if they actually ran for office and that was at that level where they wanted to see their voices being the voices was the voice their voices were already activated but they wanted to see it get to that level um in the political space being in the council of elders and in terms of like um speaking about the project in medang well it's fairly new but um we have a we had a funny experience i would say the young people had a funny experience earlier on where they were actually given a task to do and without much, what will I say, 
they weren't given a guide or whatsoever on how to go about doing it. And so the person from within the project who um, got them to do this, in the words of the young people, they felt as if they were thrown into the, into the ocean. Mm-hmm. And they were thrown in and asked to swim to the shore themselves. But at the end of the day, um, when there was like a debrief on like what they felt like in having to go through that process of being thrown into the ocean and told to swim to the shore, they said they found it challenging, but not challenging in a bad way, challenging in a good way because the task that was given to them was actually something new that they haven't done before. And because they were young people who were not employed, they didn't have a budget to work with. So they had to be very resourceful in a way, using the minimal resources that were provided to them and to actually think outside the box and to come up with very creative ways to get the task or the activity going and they found it very very motivating I would say and they found it to be something that is really I would say from looking back on from when they had that um, first activity to where they are at the moment I am super proud of them because they truly have shown that they are very resourceful they can take lead on any initiatives given to them. And when they take lead, they not only just do it or go step by step, they go beyond what is expected of them. And that's what creativity and unleashed potential looks like. And because with the initiative project, uh, we don't believe in keeping a young person in a box. But like I mentioned earlier, we allow them to stretch their wings and to decide for themselves how they want to go about doing things. We're there to support them, to give them the tools and provide enhancement to the skills they already have when they need it or where it's necessary. And so, so far I would say from their first experience to where they are right now, they're doing incredibly amazing. And yeah, I, I mean, you see their Facebook page and you see how far they're doing. So I think they're doing a pretty good job out there. Thanks, Naomi. How amazing is that? So those of you who are listening, you can actually find them on Facebook. Uh, the page is called The Initiative Project. And if you want to know more about what the YWCA World Office is doing, you can also search them online and find um, the World YWCA. So, and what you actually um, talked about co- activating the voices of young people is very important as well. And I think um, what should also be encouraged is young people to link arms to activate that voice and to, um, there needs to be some kind of guidance, especially from the older generation as well, because there needs to be a sense of direction. Because so many people are going nowhere fast, but they need um, a sense of direction so that um, the path that they are on is navigated well, and so as to see the results that we expect them, um, especially young people's participation in communities. So um, to the last conversation that we are going to have right now is the systems that are in place um, for youth empowerment 
in the country um, a few that you maybe know of and probably I could um, you know contribute more Naomi Thank you, David. And so um, in working with the YWCA of Papua New Guinea and now supporting the initiative project out here in Medang, um, some of the systems in place in which we align our work or the work that we do with young women and with young people are obviously the NYDA Act and the policy. I mean, I know for sure the current policy is still in draft, but there are already like um, pillars or guidelines and directives in there that um, we have aligned some of our work, not some, but most of our work too, in regards to um, young people in our country. And so that is one of the system or the mechanism that we're using to align our work. And also not forgetting the PYC, the Pacific Youth Council, policies and also their thematic framework areas. We also align our work in regards to that in the regional perspective. And because we are part of the Commonwealth group of countries and because of our engagement also with the Commonwealth, we also align our work with what we're doing with the Commonwealth youth here in the region as well. So I think those are some of the systems or mechanisms that we're using in place with our work. Um, Previously with my work with the YWC of Papua New Guinea and now in support with um, the initiative project. Yes, um, and what you also have made mention of from being a youth advisor within the National Youth Development Authority, let me also just add that the National Youth Development Authority Act 2014, which was passed in Parliament, um, mandates the NYDA to implement implement and formulate the policy. So we have the new policy, which is about to roll out from 2020 to 2030. Um, So the policy is in its final stages of consultation. And it's very important to align um, with the existing frameworks in place because um, under the NYDA Act 2014, Section 32 all the way to 59, talks about the establishment of the youth council formations from or establishments from the LLG level to the district level and the provincial level. And then at the national level, we have all these um, council chairs that come together to form the National Youth Forum, which from this forum, a male and a female sit on the board of NYDA. And this is the structure that is in place. And the alignment that you also made mention of is very important because the Pacific Youth Development Framework is also in line with the vision uh, agenda 2030, which NYDA is also um, aligning its policies and its frameworks as well. And the truth that we are also a signatory country to the United Nations and the Commonwealth, with what the YWC is doing, um, reporting to CSW, CEDO um, commitments, and also with the Commonwealth and the CHOGEM and the Commonwealth Youth Forum, um, UNESCO. 
um, which is the United Nations Economic and Social Council Youth Forum, where we report annually about youth development. These are the frameworks and systems in place that we get to contribute to. And there are also other existing networks as well, um, such as Piango, which is the Pacific Islands um, Association, NGOs Association, which is the umbrella organization. And then we also have um, others in which you can find online. So that comes to the end of our discussion on talking about the systems in place. And thank you so much, Naomi, for joining me today. Do you have a message for young people out there, especially Papua New Guineans who might be listening in right now? Thank you so much, David, for having me on um, your podcast. Um, I think my only message is if you have something, an idea that um, is in there, just step out and just make it happen. Just learn to take action. You'll be surprised at how it turns out. You just have to step out and take action. Take the risk and make it happen for yourself. So, and in making it happen for yourself, and if you do get successful, do not forget to turn around and reach out to the other young person behind you because opportunities are not meant just for one person. It's meant to be shared and when you share opportunities, you go further in life. So that would be my message to any young person listening out there. Thank you, David. Amazing. There you go. You had it from the lady herself who's doing amazing things in Papua New Guinea. Thank you so much, Naomi, for joining me on my podcast. For those who have subscribed already or have been catching my podcast, that's if you have a podcatcher, um, Next week, we will be talking about or expanding on the systems that are in place for youth development in Papua New Guinea, which we will be recording from Esaala, from Milin Bay Province, Esaala District of Milin Bay Province, which we will feature the Deputy Director General for Operations of the National Youth Development Authority, that's Mrs. Dorcas Millen, and the director who is in charge, the liaison officer for Esala District um, Youth Council Development, which is uh, Miss Dora Acera, myself, and the manager for programs within the NYDA, Mr. Nelson Gideon. So that's next up on Youth Talk with David Annika Lawrence. Thank you so much for listening. Emma.